Hello. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast edition. I'm going to say 227. Yep. Of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, glad to have you with us as always. It's a Thursday night. Uh, we're getting back into the groove of getting these uh, on for you guys because I know that when we were out, you guys were clamoring, begging, begging us to record more shows at the at an integral part of the of the of the Mexican soccer season, and we sadly failed you. And uh, we endeavor to only do that maybe two or three more times before uh, before this this run is up. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us. Here in the Cantina Mekis podcast, I have a lot to get to tonight. There's, there's been a, some, some very interesting uh, developments in the world of, of, of the soccer that we care about in this little corner of the world. So we'll get to all of that. But I can't do any of that before first introducing the other members of our panel. And uh, I feel a little better about tonight's show because tonight we have a, it's a, it's a, it's a Texas death match with, with me and, and Albert Campa, who joins us from Kyle, Texas. How are you, sir? Hey John, pretty good. How's it going? Yeah, good. Now, uh, just uh, on a on a, on a side note, uh, Chiquis, is, is is it ever good when when your wife walks in and grabs tape measure and then walks out? <laughs> tape measure? It's not not too bad, right? Trying to trying to she understand has, the. She has answered the question. She said no. <laughs> Glad to have you on, Chiquis. We'll uh, we will. Uh, we got a lot to get to, Chiquis, but we need to we need to introduce uh, the other member of our of our panel out in. And that's I asked you last week what town you were in, and 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 you said you lived, but you refused. I said I asked you if it was Milpitos, and you said no. <laughs> but then but then you did not you did not give us the town that, that we you just lived. we just call it the Bay, the well, Bay Area, man. But but you specifically, if I were going to send you a postcard, to what city would I address that to? Shout out to the Yak. That's where I'm from. The Yak. The Yak. Actually, yak. Uh, yeah. The The Yak. It's called Anyak, California. Anyak. Uh, if if you look us up, it would just be. Anyak sounds like a like a Klingon, news. like a Klingon town. Actually, I think it's a it's a. You must old, go to Anyak. It's a <laughs> it's an old Greek. Greek town? I think it's from Greece, yeah. From Greece. Well, joining us from, from, from the Yak out of California <laughs> is uh, Jaime Landeros, a, uh, a, a grade A Chivas fan. And, and, and before we get to the Chicharito stuff, I think that every time that, uh, that, that Chivas win, I mean, I think we have... Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. So... There you have it, uh, Chivas with a, with a two zero victory. Uh, their their uh, returning savior, JJ Macias, getting the second goal, of course, with uh, with an assist from from Nachofis, who uh, is looking to uh, have a have, have a good season. For Ch- if if Nachofis has a good season, Chivas is going to have a great season. So I think Chivas fans should hope that Nachofis has a uh, has a good season. But I have to admit, Jaime, you. Uh, you know, you 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 have picked Chivas to to win the title, and I w- I would dare say, and this is somebody who uh, is 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 unbiased in in, in every way. I, I I would say that Chivas probably had the the uh, the the team that looked the best in 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 the first week. 
And and I, um, and I don't think they've even they've even come close to playing as good as they can play. It's all because of a strong preseason. Belaz did a great job of getting the guys that we needed to get inside, signed, ready to go, and you know start the preseason strong. So when I were to Las Hadas and Manzanillo and had uh, had a, had a, had a lovely. <clears throat> Lovely uh, build-up, you know, go running on the beach over there, and they have, uh, you know, the lovely, you know, there's a, a training field right there in Las Hadas where, where they can train and do their exercises. And then they have the beach there. Of course, there's this golf course there to, to relax, and, it, and you're in Manzanillo. I mean, you know, it's a, it, it, it's a great place to do a preseason. <clears throat> I mean, a championship yeah. begins you know, in preseason, it doesn't right. happen on, on the first week of the, of, of the, you know, of the season it happens well, I mean, way on. Sure. And, and it seems to me that I think that we can go ahead and, and, and proclaim Chivas champion. So at this point, what seed are they going to get in the, in the upcoming uh, new club world cup? Cause that, cause it, it looks like that's a foregone. I mean, do, do who, oh. what gigantic team will they be beating in the quarterfinals? Will Shout it be Liverpool? <laughs> so it's funny Barcelona. because we were I was you know watching the game and um, some of, some of my friends were like you know let's hold on Monterrey should give us the title that they just won because we are just playing so well it's like just give us the trophy already um, I will say though if I was to nitpick some of the decision making was was pretty poor especially well it's uh, the first week you know, it's you, the you first can't week. expect them to, yeah. It's something that has plagued this team for time and time again is the finishing and missing your opportunities. This is a game that should have ended 4-0 easily, easily. And, you know, 2-0, it's a, it's a great start to the season. Juarez, who I thought weren't that good of a team, but apparently they're winning 3-1 to uh, Chiquis Pumas. So 3-2. Uh, they just scored a goal. Pumas just scored a Oh, Oh, okay. It's a deflection. Eat it, Landeros. Eat it. Eat it, Landeros. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I will say that uh, trophies, I mean, especially now that Bocho is, is removed from the team and out of the, you know, he's he's out of the out of the team. It's his position, you know. I, w- I was kind of hoping Bocho would, would push him on and they would compete for, you know, for the starting spot. But now that he's not there, it's trophies, man. Trophies plus 10. As it should have been all along. I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the guy. When you have a player who has, you know, plays with the style of play that he does, and and and, and what he plays well is, is is a really good player. The only way you get a guy to do that is to give him minutes and uh, you know and, and put him in a position. You know, don't play him in a position where he's not going to you know fulfill the, the best of his abilities. There have been five goals in this game, and, and, and it's still the first half. That is, that is. Oh, it's uh, still the first half. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> when I turned it on, oh, it was God, two to one it. in a minute to the I was like, "Wow, well, what is going on?" But uh, yeah, so there you have it. No, I do. I do think the that that, that Chivas uh, uh, played well. There's obviously room for improvement, as as Jaime said, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how, uh, how how Chivas, if they do start playing better and start. You know, working their way up the uh, up the table. This is going to be an area where they, that they haven't really been in. In I'm not saying league. I'm saying I'm saying you know during the season. It, it's been a while since they've uh, had that kind of run to where they might be you know in the top two, three, whatever it is. So we'll, we'll see how they how they respond to that. And I think they should. They they, they probably should do very well. They have a, they have a, a good coach, and they obviously have a good GM, and they have good players. There's no reason why Chivas should not be one of the top 
three teams uh, in, 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 the, in the league this year. There's no reason. Wow. I'm impressed with your uh, what you just said. <laughs> well, we'll see. Some other some other big, uh, I guess, news that came out last week before, uh, I guess, after the podcast was uh, Chivas TV. And everyone started scrambling to sign oh, up. How, how was? Oh uh, my goodness! Like we didn't talk about that last last time. And I think. And I think. Well, we it didn't. Were, uh, it didn't happen. We it we happened we, Friday, uh, right? Our last episode was. It, it was, all, it was it Thursday, was, and then they announced Chivas TV on Friday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I think because of the fact that we didn't have audio in the first in the first part of our show, uh, the uh, I think <laughs> was was a precursor to the fact that the that that, that Chivas TV, and I got to tell you. Uh, I think that this is a not a good deal for Chivas. Should, I mean, should we Chivas give them TV. the the backstory? You know, the fact that Chivas didn't get a U.S. contract for their for t- for television, and it seemed like they were going to do everything on YouTube uh, as they did last season, and then I don't know, they just dropped this out of nowhere <laughs> on a Friday. And, and, and then, well, the Friday before the season, the, the day before the season would start. So the, the fans that were expecting to see Chivas TV somewhere, they said, well, here you go. Here is Chivas TV now. You're, it's going to be on, uh, you know, oh, by the way, you have to pay $7 a month for it. So yeah. uh, how, how, how many subscribers did they get? Have they announced uh, the numbers? Because uh, if they haven't announced I'm the numbers, sure. It's, I'm sure it's not very good at all. Yeah. I, w- I would say... I would be shocked if more than ten thousand people subscribed. I don't, um, I don't know what it was, but the interest in, in all the talk that happened on Friday got me interested, and I actually did subscribe. The main thing that that made me subscribe, though, is uh, is a thirty day trial. So by February, right. what is it, ninth or tenth? I'll be uh, canceling. <laughs> the The first month is free, yeah. and Chivas or. Chiquis is going to send Chivas ALV. <laughs> I, yeah. I will say I will say they were very quick to respond on Twitter because uh, I, I had mentioned, hey, you know, are we going to do the app? Because the app has two stars on the iTunes store. And they're like, no, 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 no app. It's just directly through the website. You can stream it from your phone. And then I followed up with, well, how many people can use one account? And I never got an answer. Um, but I was able to get two streams going at the same time, but you know, it was just for people that aren't tech savvy. It's, it's just a very risky business. Your, uh, tell us about your, about your first dog. Jaime. what was his name? My first, <laughs> what street did you live on? What street did you live on when you grew up? <laughs> what high school did you go to? What is your mom's maiden name? <laughs> Like uh, you had a Mexican passport. Yeah, quick you? tip: you never you never answer truthfully on those things. Um, my password is Mela Pelaez. <laughs> <laughs> that was Juan. That was a Juan thing, wasn't it? Or did you make that up? No, that was a that oh, was a Juan thing. That was, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. Oh. Uh, I think, like you said, the app they need an app. People don't use browsers to stream stuff. That's sort of like that's the thing. What is up you with know, that? So like here's, here's How does Liga Mekis feel knowing that they're, you know, most popular, if not second most popular team 
is not on a, a, a linear uh, way to see the to see their home matches. So it's it's not just Chivas that you're not going to see. You're not going to see when they host Atlas America and America and mm-hmm. you know and and uh, Atlético San Luis. You know, you know, go go down the list. Uh, I I cannot think believe that that they are happy about this. Oh yeah, they must be pissed, especially because I mean, again, 24 hours before the first game of the season, they they let everybody know. So there was no there was no marketing done, no heads up, no hey, by the way, if you want to watch any of these Super Chivas Galacticos, it's going to be exclusively on, you know, Chivas TV. So it just seemed like a last ditch effort to kind of recoup some cash on all the all the reversals that they that they brought and then maybe just to put a middle finger up to the you know to all the companies that obviously didn't offer them enough money for them to sign a deal i think the magic number that they're looking for is uh 50 million a, a year that's what Joel said so five zero yeah it's i think that's what he said happen. it's not and that's never gonna happen it's just it's just not yeah, I mean, I don't say I don't think it's going to be fifty million, but uh, you know, obviously they want to be the the most paid. And I also think that their pricing structure is very interesting because it's six ninety nine for for a month, but you're only going to get what two two games maybe because it's not like they're going to you know broadcast now, the away now, games. Now, Jaime, you can also get the uh, you can get the day pass. I mean, you have Copa Mekis. Uh huh. You have Podologa Cam, so <laughs> there, there's, there's the Pola, Pola Cam. There is the, uh, <laughs> the training, the press conferences. I mean, you know, any 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 Chivas fan worth their worth their milk. Well, but uh, but, but here's the thing, right? So the 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 game ended, and everybody's trying to catch a replay, and the replay didn't come up until like the next day or two. Like it took a long time for them to get that. The up. nerve! The nerve! I'm just saying on YouTube, you could just go back and scroll through and, you know, you could watch it, you know, uh, it was easy. Over and over and over again. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. man. Close the blinds. <laughs> turn, mom, turn mom's picture in the frame away from, away from the bed. It's time to watch Chivas. So six ninety nine for for the whole month. Or if you're an away fan and you're trying to watch, I don't know. Classical, and you don't want to subscribe for the whole month. You can get a, a day pass just for one game, and it's five bucks. It's like, yo, who whose idea was this, man? Well, what, uh, how much did you think they were going to charge? I think that they should have done what, like 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 a nickel. No, I'm not saying go cheap. And I think for what you're getting, could have said five bucks. I think that would have been fair. Two games. I think that's fair. Or they should have just stayed with YouTube and allowed us to subscribe through. They have like a membership option on YouTube now. You can pay YouTube and then. Yeah, but then you're paying YouTube. You're not paying Chivas. But Chivas get a cut of that. Well, so does Google. Mm. It would have been easier for everybody if they would have just stuck on YouTube. And then the, the most conflicting thing that really pissed me off was. The whole pregame was on YouTube for free. And I'm like, yo, if I'm a paying customer, I expect everybody to like not have access to this content or else what am I paying for? Where's the VIP treatment? Where's the exclusive VIP treatment? You know what I mean? If everyone gets to see this for free, then what's the point? 
Oh, and Those are just my... And they're partnering with the Stream AMG. So the, I don't know what the... Uh, there must be cheaper than Google, or Google might be taking bigger profits, but they're paying Stream AMG for this service. It's not specifically mm. on like a Chivas, Chivas uh, TV MX website right. that's owned by them yeah. and hosted by they them. They don't have the infrastructure to, to yeah. do... The streaming servers are through this company. Yeah. Which I I, was, I looked at as the opposed company. to the last time I tried it when they when they just used their own server. Yeah, they used their own. Uh, that was the real. Remember the company? Remember that Boca game they had, and all the Boca fans got so mad. The uh, yeah, the company is in Malta, is it not, Chickies? <clears throat> yeah, it seemed. It seemed. I don't. I didn't see the, exactly where, but yeah, it seemed like they covered a bunch of European, uh, like the FA, FA Cup and well the. Games over the there interesting in thing is, is that they had to deal with uh, with with NBC to do all their all their streaming, which is why I thought it was just going to be a natural fit for, for for Telemundo to pick them up, since you know NBC and Telemundo are the are under the same umbrella. I mean, it, it, that to me would have made the most sense. But I mean, if Chivas is asking fifty million a year for eighteen games, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, they're gouging the Gringos. Because in Mexico, I don't know what's the deal in Mexico. Where the Mexicans just watch it on the regular oh, TV? They're, yeah, they're on Televisa in Mexico. Yeah, I thought so. they were on two, right? They're on Azteca or something. Uh, they're on the the the, the TUDN, uh, which is I mean, oh. Televisa. The TUDN does not stand for TUDN. It stands for Televisa Univision Deportes. No, but I think they're on uh, Azteca too. No, because. Did you guys see the video of one of the commentators that made a joke about Cabañas? That was on Azteca. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what a... It was pretty it was pretty pretty offensive. I forgot what the joke was, but they were just It was know, about shooting. Of... It was like he took a shot and he was like, "Oh, like the shot disparó, pero yeah. esta vez no a Cabañas or something like that." It was just like, "What, dude?" Like that was definitely not on Tudene. It was on another another TV um, network in Mexico. There was another one also. It was, a, it was a previous comment. I, I don't know if it was the same guy, but he made a previous comment. I think it was against a woman, though. Terrible, man. It was terrible. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, that wasn't on Chivas TV for sure. It was, I was like, I'm well, making normal. sure. I'm like, that's normal, though. You see Luis Garcia, even Luis Garcia and uh, Martinoli. Like one time I was in, I was in Mexico and I was watching a, a Cruz Azul game. And just the stuff that they were saying, man, would never fly in the U.S. I mentioned this like on a podcast long ago. I think it was like two years ago or something when, when, I, when we were on. And uh, the th- even the things that they were saying was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they have, they have Brody. Brody yeah, Brody. He'll add that he, stuff he's, on. He'll sometimes chime in as well. <clears throat> But yeah, he got railed on by everybody. Yeah. I mean, so not to keep this about Chivas, but we uh, the whole Pocho incident happened after the podcast too. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on on how Chivas handled that situation, and if and if you guys agree with oh, that's right with, with the way it happened, or who you know, what would you have done? Let, let me make sure I understand, and you guys can correct. So it was in when it was in August or July. He got tested. And the big problem here is how long does it take for, uh, I guess it was WADA who did the testing. How long does it take for them to turn around and report 
the results and who do they report them to? I would assume Pachuca and then Pachuca would, or maybe it's the league and then they would take action. If it was Pachuca only and they just hit it <laughs> because it's weird that Pachuca came out with their, their public statement, you know, just recently also like that. Were they hiding it this whole time or did it all, all of a sudden come out? They right were now? fully aware that he had failed that drug test and see that's messed up. They still sold them to Chivas without disclosing that. So Pachuca are in a bit of a pickle well, themselves. What kind of makes me curious about this whole thing, honestly, is uh, I'm sure that this isn't the first player that has tested positive, and I'm sure that that stuff. I mean, let's face it. You know, do, do you think that these? You know the, the the national team when they're at at, at the center out they eat chicken and fish because they don't want to eat the beef because they don't want kumbudero, right? Do you think the, the the players are as disciplined outside of the uh, outside of their? Well, we don't even know what he, you know, what substances he was using. I understand, but 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 here's here's my point. So how many of those you know te- the anti the, you know, the the, the anti doping tests in Mexico come up positive for? Clean. Just, just because, yeah, just because of of, of the meat that they eat, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I would, I would think that that the, the chances are pretty high that there's a lot more positive tests in Mexico than than uh, than you're at be, be because of that. Now, obviously, uh, you know, some players uh, will probably test positive for other more recreational things. And uh, and I'm not you know no one knows uh, you know what uh, what, what uh, made the, the alarm go off on this little test and they're going to run you know now the question is is it going to take six months to run the B test because you know they have they separate it from A and B to make sure there isn't a mistake but did did, did they handle it correctly you know I, I mean how how can you handle something like this correct I mean what, I mean what do you do I mean it just you know it kind of makes you wonder how the you know who leaked the, 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 that he had tested positive. You know that they, you know, the, um, you know. Usually, when something like that happens, I mean, there's like an official statement, and and, and from the very beginning, and, and then they try and control. They try and control the information, and uh, you know, do it on their terms when something like that happens. In most, in a, what you would expect to be a normal situation, but that that's not what happened at all, and it's not what ever happens in Mexico when it, when, it, when it comes to situations like this. They you know, it gets leaked, and then they they have to come out and, and defensively take a position, and it just uh, it's very unfortunate. I don't know. I just think that it was the whole thing is a whole shit show, man. Like Guadalajara didn't say anything about drugs or anything. They just said that he was going to be not training with the team for personal reasons. On, on that was on Friday, and then right from there, the media just what happened? What happened? Is it drugs? Is it family? Is it you know what's going on? And then they waited until what like Monday to say something about it, and they had lawyers there. And I just feel like I understand why Chivas got rid of him and got asked for their money back from Pachuca because you know they want to keep the players focused. They're trying to win a championship, and this is just going to be a distraction. They could have been nice and offered rehab and, you know, wanted to keep him and try and help him. But instead, they kind of washed their hands and said, this is your problem, man, <laughs> you know, and just let him go. 
Mm, yeah. My 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 deal. Like, thinking about it more, I think reporting to the team is not the way it should be done. I'm more familiar with this because I follow MMA a lot, and and this happens a lot, and uh, and there's a very specific process for everything. I think the league has to be notified of all drug testing results, and then if the league has the rules and any disciplinary action, like if marijuana is permitted and that's in the rules, and that's cool. But if something right. else is not permitted, then the league has to be the enforcement because Pachuca, they don't have to. I mean, if they receive it, that's it. Who says that they need to? Yeah, it's on that. Exactly. They can, they can make their own rules. Control. So the league Excuse has to. Me, you're exactly it. right. I mean, look at um, what's his name? This just happened to Brian Fernandez, right? Yeah. MLS canceled his contract because he uh, was doing coke. You know, he may have had a clause in his contract where where it says if you. You know, as Cheeky says, you know, it's not necessarily performance enhancing, but if it's, you know, something that's. It's okay. They might addictive. say it's okay. It's cool. Like, you do recreational yeah. stuff, that's fine with us. As, right. as long as but, it doesn't. But they might say, but, but if you, as long as you don't do this, you know, A, B, and C, then we got a problem. Yeah, like if you're doing steroids and then you're, you're like, spreading down faster than See, normal. And it also, <laughs> yeah, and it also raises uh, some, um, uh, some very interesting. You know, world, world, you know, players that are getting ready for tournaments, and then you know, from one day to the next, oh, he's not, he's not going to go. Yeah, and it just shows the disorganization. Like we were talking, we were chat on the chat, we were talking about disorganization and MLS and the organization that exists there compared to Liga MX. Ah, uh, yes, Polito made a comment about his first impressions of Kansas City and MLS is how organized they are. They say noon for practice, and people actually show up at noon. <laughs> and Bethel, what were you saying about calendar? And <laughs> oh yeah, they probably give him a Google calendar, and they have like you know they have somebody wake him up and tell him, "Hey, come in. Uh, it's time for practice. Come down and uh, get in your car, and we'll 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 shuffle you off to practice." And oh, here's your here's your Gatorade and some orange slices. Oh, just make, make sure you're here for lunch. We have a free lunch in our cafeteria and all this stuff. And oh, there's snacks and stuff. We valet your car, you know. And he's probably here's, like, man, here's, oh, here's Beth, an iPad. You know, here's an iPad. He's probably like, man, back in uh, back in uh, Guadalajara. He's probably like, my my Porsche keeps on running to that to that uh, tope and scraping the bottom of it. Man, it's about to fall off. Uh, shoot. Oh man. It's funny because Polilo has already started to say a lot of things that are, you know, stirring the pot. He said that uh, he took a he's he's stepping out of his comfort zone by coming to Kansas City and playing in the MLS versus staying at Chivas. And I just had to roll my eyes at that comment. Well, there are just not as many emo bars in. Uh, can't <laughs> the Shawnee Park area. He's gonna be like, who's gonna who's who's gonna be my barber now, man? I need to keep the emo haircut going. You know, I was actually very disappointed in Joel when 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 Chivas won the championship. I asked him, I said, so to celebrate the championship, are you gonna are you gonna cut your hair in in the style of of of, of I would assume that you would have done that, Jaime, after after such an important win. I got Chivas. that haircut today, man. Yeah, yeah. So there, I mean, you you have the. You have the, the the pulido bob, and uh, <laughs> so does that mean now that you're going to be a, a sporting Kansas City? Are you going to keep an eye on sporting Kansas City because of because of pulido? No, no, absolutely does, not. Does, is I mean, his magnet strong enough to attract you? 
No, absolutely not. I will obviously be seeing a bunch of highlights on Twitter because of how 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 much do the NA loves MLS and they can't wait to post goals and stuff. But um, I am curious though because I mean we're waiting on confirmation, but it seems like Javier Hernandez will be joining the LA Galaxy. At least that's what everyone's saying. So it, it will be curious to see, you know, who ends up scoring more goals this season, Pulido or Chicharito. And I guess you can throw Vel into the mix, but I assume Vel is going to be scoring, you know, 20 plus goals. I don't say, I can't say the same for Chicharito or Pulido unless Pulido draws like 20 penalties. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't see Pulido. Yeah, but Alan Pulido was the scoring champion of Liga MX with what, nine goals? Yeah. We'll see. That's a little, like you said, the penalties. Chicharito, if he goes to LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy is, uh, they got a supporting cast. Well, I'm confused because, you know, during the season, you you were were talking nonstop about how great. I think Bolito was. And now, now, those goals are penalty kicks. It's no big deal. Oh, I said that during the season. Are you talking to Jaime? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was praising Bolito for what he did because. He said he was going to do it, and he went out and did it. Um, Isn't that great? And he 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 did. He got all those goals, and Chivas ended up in what sixteenth place. And that's uh, uh, the tip of the hat to, to Alan Pulido for that. <laughs> but then you know, I later realized that doing it for himself, trying to get a big contract in MLS. So, you know, I, for me, it will be interesting to see his transition to the MLS. Um, they actually have a long season format, so he'll have the opportunity to score. I don't know. I would say I would be surprised if he does more than ten goals in thirty-four games. I think that's a pretty, pretty fair judgment. I think Chicharito could probably score fifteen because he has Jonathan dos Santos to feed him balls. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how all these players that are you know all these Mexican players that are going to MLS and then all these uh, Liga MX players going to the MLS and see, you know, cause there's going to be an all-star game between Liga MX and MLS. So we might just see a bunch of Mexicans and some former MLS or Liga MX players play there'll against. Be more, there'll be more Mexicans on the MLS team than there will be on the league. <laughs> Probably man. No, I think, I think real quick, uh, uh, Chicharito, if he goes to LA galaxy, he wins. If any Mexican wins the scoring title again, it's going to be Chicharito. Velo might be second, but uh, Pulido will be uh, third, I think. But Chicharito is like the type of player who's going to receive those like tap-ins or be right in the box. Right, His positioning, like you say, is like, excellent. So he's the guy that's going to, if he, if anyone's going to win that's Mexican, it'll be Chicharito. And also real quick. You think uh, so? How many yeah. goals did Velo score last season? He broke the record with like 34 yeah, I don't think. Well, it takes it takes. A lot. I mean, he had a great season, but it takes a lot more for him to score goals. He, I mean, he he has to get it, and usually he, you know, does a little bit of dribbling, and he and he hits that left shot, that left foot shot. Right. Whereas Chicharito gets headers, or he gets a pass where he chests it down and, and strikes it in, or you know, or kicks it off his face, things like that. He's right in the box, right to you know to get all the tap ins and stuff. So I think it's more possible for. Chicharito, and he, I think his supporting cast, like you said, with JDS and whoever else is back there, 
can help him yeah, a lot more than have... Polito. Yeah, Polito's going to have to be... I don't I mean, know they, they handed him the number nine jersey, so I really don't know Kansas City that well. Um, I just think he's going to have a tough time. And uh, I mean, Kansas City is a weird place because it's in both Kansas and in Missouri. So you could be from Kansas City, Kansas, or you could be from Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, that's weird. They're two separate cities. I wonder if he reached out to Amar Bravo and asked him how oh, he yeah. did it, <laughs> how he how he put himself through that. <laughs> Because Amar it, Bravo played it, there for a little bit. Yeah, I remember that. He did, and he was uh, he was well liked by the fans and by the players. It, uh, it was a good uh, uh, yeah. last couple of years for at, at the very tail end of of Omar Bravo's career there in uh, Sporting Kansas City. It's going to be uh, you know as far as Chicharito's concerned, uh, you know as as, as Chiquis was saying, uh, I mean people that you know makes me wonder do they watch MLS games because the MLS. Not every team, but but a lot of teams, you know, their 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 style is is to finish everything inside the six yard box. And I can't think of a better player on the planet to have as my finishing guy in the six yard box than Chichetti. Yeah, it's funny because I've been talking to a lot of MLS fans on Discord on their own Discord server, and they're like, "Oh man, he's going to be such a flop," and uh, you know, they're we're they're, they're like, "He's not going to be bigger than Beckham was," and you know, I'm like, dude, this is like the perfect league for him, to be honest. <laughs> like, he's gonna be. Yeah, but how much? How much of that is their reluctance to accept the fact that he's a really good player because because he's Mexican? Yeah, that could be it. And uh, yeah, I was throwing a little bit of numbers at them, and they were like, "Wait, really? He scored over 100 goals in Europe?" I'm like, "Yep." Wait, I mean, really? Who? He scored. <laughs> he scored 59 yeah. goals for Man United. Like, yeah, he did. Chicharito played what four years in Manchester United and ended up being their their second or third highest goal scorer for the decade. Third, yeah. Oh, Golasso. Who scored? Pumas or Juarez? Pumas, Pumas tied it up three three. God three, bless three. those boys. God bless those boys. One, one minute. One minute. Are we at forty nine? A real quick shout out to uh, some of our guys in the chat: Randy Torres, Atlas fan, Rick Escutia. Uh, Joel is <laughs> Joel is there. Baro from CDN. Uh, who else? Oh, that's it. Um, well, I'm glad to have some folks on the uh, on yeah the, on the chat. On the big chat. Randy says something interesting though. He says MLS Mexican players versus Liga MX foreigners. I think uh, that's that, that made me think of uh, okay. I, first of all, I think Liga MX foreigners should win, but say MLS Mexican players versus. Liga MX Mexicans. The Liga, Liga MX Argentines? No, like take away the foreigners. MLS Mexican players versus Liga MX Mexicans. Like say foreigners aren't allowed to be on the All-Star team for for Liga well, MX. Well, how many, uh, I mean, how many Mexican players are in, I mean, do they even have enough to field the team? I don't think they do. Oh, like, shoot. I think they still win, though. They, even Okay, say Chicharito, Pulido, and uh, and, and Vela are an MLS Mexican player and Jonathan. Team. And Jonathan and all, and like even add some like the best Gringos and everything, or whoever else, and then take the Bradley. Liga MX, but just restrict them to uh, Mexicans. You might have like the entire Chivas team. Now who would win <laughs> and, the game? Oh, the MLS team would. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Maybe on paper you might say that, but I would think the the Liga MX Mexicans might put up. Well, where would they play? Would they play it in Los Angeles or would they play it in Mexico City? Oh, you know it's going to be in Mexico City. The, the, the Liga MX team would. Win. You know it's going to be in the states. 
Well, then I would say it would be no, uh, oh, it would be the MLS team. Yeah, maybe put it in LA. It's like a sort of a that'd be like a neutral. What would we? What would an LA Mexican do? You know, who who would they root for? That's that's the biggest debacle. I was like seeing the people's reactions to Chicharito joining Galaxy. He's like, oh, well, I root for Here LAFC. We go. <laughs> Here, we go. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Yeah, you I say, saw this girl. She, she said, "She said I got to root for both LA Galaxy and LAFC now because it's Chicharito <laughs> and Vela." I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, dude. I see. I see people saying, "Oh, I'm gonna get an LA Galaxy jersey now." I'm like, "What the heck are you talking about?" Well, a lot why of is that? Are. Why is that? Why is that bad? Because it's, it's like just you're just you're cringe. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you're following. Cringe. You're on the bandwagon. I guess bandwagoning is no problem nowadays, but like just because. The guy is Mexican and you're Mexican. Here's the thing: like I understand like fans that just will support a player, you know, no matter. And, and, and it almost seems go. like they would, you know, you know that, that might be, you know, if, you know, from a team perspective, that might be one of the reasons why they're might well considering signing the guy. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I, are you kidding me? The city of Los Angeles, two of the biggest Mexican stars in rival teams. It's like it's like the biggest deal, man. It's like gonna make the MLS relevant again, and you know we already have this sort of like team Bella, team Chicharito. We have we see people all the time argue about who's the best Mexican striker. They don't like each other anyway, so I wouldn't say that. No, I think that they when they were kids, I think they had issues. I I, I don't know. I I will Uh, say that I think that Bella looks at Chicharito like, hey, bro, like. I got banned for six months for throwing an orgy, and you and Layun do do the same thing, and and mum's the word, you know. I could see something like that, you know. Well, I, I mean, I just, just in seeing the body language when they were doing qualifier and stuff, when they were like in the on the on the U seventeens and U twenties, there's definitely something there. Well, I mean, if you if if you want to go game? back to if you want to go back to two thousand five. Chicharito didn't even make the World Cup squad. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying just just on the field, you know, after that, and in, in, in the U19s, just seeing the way they interacted with each other was very interesting. And even, even as professionally, even when they when they did play together on Mexico, you could kind of tell that there was there was some friction there. Hmm. I mean, this was a while ago. I don't know if you know, maybe they they worked it out. But, I'm sure uh, they have. I think that it's going to be a very interesting rivalry in a. But I would, I would love to see if if Chicharito would play the devil's advocate and you know, sort of keep like start trash talking. I think it would be really interesting to see that played out, play the narrative. <laughs> but obviously, there's a lot of criticism from fans saying, "Hey, you know, you have this opportunity." To come back to Chivas, it's the perfect time. You fell out of favor at, at Sevilla. You know we could afford you. Come back to Chivas. That is just you know? such a joke. They, they couldn't afford. They couldn't. Well, afford. It, all right. So here's the thing, because they. I remember when Chivas announced the signing that he was going to go to Manchester United, and they had this huge poster that said. Uh, te vas como héroe y regresas como le- leyenda. You know, you, you leave as a hero, come back as a legend, and that was the assumption that he would come back to Chivas ten years later. Whose assumption? Whose assumption? 
the fans, bro, you know, this whole romanticism, like Chicharito left before he actually did anything with Chivas. We got into a Libertadores final and we didn't even get to use him because he was already at Man United. So it was like we didn't even get to, you know, reap the fruits of his benefit, you know. Benefit, whatever, whatever the the, the phrase is, Enjoy we didn't get the to, fruits of his labor. Yeah, exactly. Because he peaked with us, and then you know we went to the World but Cup. He, but he, but he didn't peak with y'all. Well, not Chari, peak. Chari, but he was, yeah, he didn't peak. But I'm just saying, like, he was on this crazy goal streak, man, and he was. And we, we got all the way to the Libertadores final, and it was just all coming together. And then, you know, we were going to have the World Cup, and then it was just like we didn't even get to enjoy, like, and, and win any. He didn't win well, anything. They had to go to buy and they went out to make their ass sandwich commercials. It was more important. I think the mistake was allowing Chicharito to um, go to Manchester United um when he should have like said hey can we just have him for one more game and then he's yours can we just have him for that Libertadores final and then you know he can join the you know the, the Manchester in the preseason or whatever it would have it, it might have made a difference it might have not you know but it it would have just not been nice to know that we had everybody at our disposal to at least try and win that that final and then you kind of leave you know we had that the 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 first game uh, at the Chivas Stadium was his his uh, despedida. You know what I mean. So we we right. always assumed that he was going to come back and help us, man. And this was the time to do it. And he had already taken a pay cut to even leave West Ham. He was making a hundred forty five of uh, hundred thousand pounds a week at West Ham. He was making a lot of money, and he took a pay cut just to stay competitive and stay in Europe uh, at Sevilla. So. Money wasn't an issue for him, so he could have easily came back to Chivas, been a legend, win some silverware, and then if he wanted to from there, he could take that MLS contract to retire. You know what I mean? It, it, it does it does hurt a little bit. Well, you know, Chivas could pay him eight million dollars a year, and they would they, they wouldn't be a problem. Why 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 does he have to discount his price to go back to Chivas? And I and I and I don't think that. I mean, Money is the, an issue. I, I I don't think he's going to be making seven million at Chivas, but I do think he could have still made three, four million dollars well, a I mean, season. I thought that if, you know, should he be paid as a legend for him to come back as a legend? I mean, Chivas can match. It's not that. I don't think money no, was shouldn't. an issue. Well, a legend is a legend. A legend is old. Yeah, why not? Good lord. A legend. Why don't they? A legend indicates you're like you're old. Like you're at the end of your career, I, so you shouldn't probably be paid as much as like at your peak. Um, he's coming back from Europe, which you know everyone, all the haters would say, "Oh, he failed, so he's coming back." He's coming back with his tail yeah, between his legs. Yeah, Chicharito failed in Europe. Can, that he's, is that is the, well, okay. He, the, he didn't. The, he the, he the failed. Dumbest. He fa- okay. Is he starting? He's he's his goal is to compete against the other players in Sevilla and start. He failed, uh-huh. so he's coming right. back. So, so, so I'm so not saying his entire so his, entire his, European stint is a failure. I'm saying he failed at getting a starting role, so he's coming back. Yeah, after five six months, which is to me a little bit disappointing, because they literally sold like their only other striker. It was only him and Luke De Jong, and he didn't want to battle it out. But yeah, and that's so that's sort did. of beside the point, though. Like, uh, yeah. I think I think he still should. I think he's. Like, I agree with you, Jaime, that he still could, and I don't know the finances for Chivas, but I think he still could have like taken a, even a small, yeah. a, a, a bigger pay cut, another pay cut, and gone to Chivas and helped them. You know, while he's still 
not able. Not, not, yeah, well, he's still <laughs> able. And then, and then have you know, enjoy the place where he was brought up. Enjoy his club in Chivas. You know, possibly bring them a title where, where like you said, he, they're set to I win think, a title this year. He could win. A I title think it's with two things. Be done. Yeah, it would it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Like this was the right time. Pulido had just left. We have Macias, sure. Bocho, you know, unfortunately got removed from the team, so we have ten million to spend. We could have paid the transfer. He could have made about the. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> he could have he could have been making the same as he was at Sevilla and won a title, and then he can go to MLS or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I just think it's weird that. Like he kept saying, "No, I'm not going to go to MLS. No, I'm not going to go to MLS." And then finally, he's just like, "All right, fine, let's do it." I mean, maybe Dude, that music now, is now we're hearing that it's not that it might fall through for something. But I mean, yeah, hey, Puma's got another one. Upstate. They did, yeah. Oh shoot, I didn't even see. I that. will say, there's probably one big reason why he didn't want to come back to Chivas, and it probably has nothing to do with Chivas. And it's the Mexican media. It's the press. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I don't like about Chicharito. Well, if if, if that uh, if that's the case, then he wouldn't have gone to LA. Why? Everybody else loves him. It's just Mexicos that hate that hates him. Because you don't think that the 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 offices, the the, the press companies in Mexico, the media companies, don't have offices in LA. Yeah, but it's a more professional league. And there's oh, also yeah. all the time because of because of Duda in it. I think Duda in it, um, and I've seen this ever since they got the rights back to MLS. They've been they've done nothing but praise that league blindedly. Even when they bring up the discussion of oh, dude, come on, man, like Liga Mexis is so much better. They're the ones pushing the narrative that the gap isn't closing and or the gap is closing and they're getting better. So I, I don't think it, it's as bad as if he was in Mexico and you have to do a record and medio cierto and, you know, Azteca and all those yellow journalism companies. <laughs> That's a good point. Like the middle, the middle class, the middle, the mid tier journalists in Mexico might be the more vicious and the more guys trying to ambitiously get their little clicks and stuff and their little sound bites. And that's why Tuca gets so upset over, over there and things. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the U S all some of those guys and those guys are just like, they try to make everything into some just ridiculous. I mean, every little thing. Yeah. Into some ridiculous, ridiculous. Is it just me or does Juarez look like you're playing a team of nothing but refs? <laughs> are they wearing like a bright neon Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's seriously, it, it looks like you're playing, yeah, and with the black shorts, and it, it just looks, and, and then the ref is wearing a yellow shirt, so you can't tell who's who. They have the exact same uniform on. You know, it, it, it's very strange. Speaking uh, about Juarez, I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, someone said, "Oh, we we are we cannot wait for to watch uh, the women's team of Juarez," and they showed like one of the girls on the team, and then oh no, she was like seventeen. <laughs> And it just looked terrible. It looked terrible, man. It was like, it was just a shit show. I think they deleted the tweet, but there's another goal. Another one? Yeah, they on a break. Oh shoot! Wait, they might call it back. Wow, looks like we're missing the game of the week, man. Holy smokes! Yeah, they called it. Back. What's the score? 
it's four three Pumas. It, was, it should have been it would have been five, but I think he was offsides. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. Seven I saw that. Uh, I saw that. That company, like, uh, I mean, they didn't back up off it. They didn't apologize or anything. They sort of like kept on kept on with the joke that she was underage. And really? Like, yeah, it sort of messed up. Wow. But yeah, we we we've we've been there. Like we we went to MLS games, San Jose, Houston, and uh, you see you see. I guess Mexican media or Hispanic media, and then there's the Gringo media. So there's a, there's a mix of both, and then the Gringo media, of course, is more cheerleaderish. And then you have the the team media that's there, and of course they're going to be supporting of their players and coaches with their questions and things. So. <clears throat> so we talked about Pocho, Cherito room. What else is on the on the docket? Any other team that impressed you this weekend or last weekend? Other than Pumas, no. I Did saw Pumas, I, uh, I saw the Cruz Azul game a little bit, and uh, they they at least scored a, a pretty nice goal, and I thought they were gonna oh, end up doing yeah. well. <laughs> they ended up losing. <laughs> they ended up losing to Atlas at home. Yeah, but they got a, they got a red card for, uh, with. Uh, when Orbelli, I mean, he had a. It was. It was a, oh, yeah. It was a bad tackle, but I mean, it wasn't a. It wasn't like malicious. It was just. It was consequential that I mean, he had to be red carded for it, and he knew that, and the whole team knew it. So it, was just, it was just an unfortunate play. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Randy. His team game. actually wanted won a game for once. Atlas. <laughs> we actually have an Atlas. We have an Atlas fan. Uh, Randy in the chat. Wow. I mean, we've we've been wondering for years who that person was. Now we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one, the oh, one at last time. Actually, last week, yeah, we were talking about how passionate their fans last week. I think were. They, it, it is it is outside of Degas. I think uh, as far as atmosphere, I think it's probably second to none, uh, or the second best outside of Degas. Rather, the just they're just kind. It's it's constant. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it could get a little. Uh, a little hairy in there in some of those piles, but uh, on TV it looks great. I will say this uh, El Ambiente que lleva el Jalisco is better than El Acron. I went to a Atlas Santos game a few years back on a Saturday and it was just popping. And it just helps because of the location, it's in the heart of you know, Guadalajara and it's they got right. all these. Yeah, birria and you know all these uh, tortas ahogadas, all, and it's just such a dope spot to be at. And then the next day, I went to the Chivas America game in Zapopan, and it's just a completely different vibe, man. Because there's nothing there; it's just straight up the stadium, and then there's just nothing else around it. So, um, when Chivas go play at, at Atlas in Jalisco, it's it's nice. It kind of it's our second home. <laughs> Well, it's your first home, right? Yeah. And you got to park. Yeah, th- in that, that is garage. unfortunate. <laughs> you know, in that stadium, you know, it seems like the way it's designed. It seems like uh, it, it's not designed to, to hold the noise in. It seems like they let the noise kind of seep out out of the out of the gaps they have underneath the. Uh, Are you talking about the toilet seat? Yeah, which is which is very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, Stadio Cron looks like a toilet seat. <laughs> 
It is. No, you know, I do say that Pumas uh, Pumas had a. I mean, they scored more than more than one goal in a game, which uh, I mean, this game is insane. I can't remember the last time Pumas scored four goals in a game. It's probably been like you know, fifteen, sixteen years. It's been a while. Uh, at least with the way that they've been playing lately. But uh, there were. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it was. Didn't Toluca get a nice road win? And in, in, uh, I'll I'll run through the score right now. Back. Yeah, so Moralcas uh, lost to Toluca. Chepo's first game back, 1-0. Uh, Tijuana at home beats Santos 2-1. Uh, Cruz Azul lost to Atlas 2-1. We talked about that. Leon beat Querétaro 3-1. Uh, Chivas won against Juarez 2-0. Tigres and Atlético San Luis. Nail, nail. No goals. And then Pumas. That was a snooze fest, man. I'm not sure what happened, but I mean, I think that's how it is with Tigres. They're always off to a slow start, and then they just, you know, week five, they're just on all cylinders. I wonder. I wonder at what point uh, people are going to start asking if if Tuca's just, uh, you know, is just going to mail it in like he did when he was on the national team. Was that when he was on the national team? Like they like they didn't practice, they didn't do anything. They just played. Uh, uh, like in this last one, where they just it was just a friendly. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I mean, there's no point. But they just had they just played uh, foot volley like the whole time at the. <clears throat> actually, car. Uh, I had a coach like that. We literally only trained twice a week, and all we did was play uh, cascarita the whole time. No training, no drills, no nothing. He said, "Hey, we're only here for two hours. Let's just make the most of it and play." Cascarita. I'm like, what the hell? And I remember one of the players uh, that had joined Tigres, he, he had came from Europe, and he's like, yeah, his his coaching styles are antiquated and embarrassing. You're lucky Juan isn't your coach. You'd be getting an earful. You'd be running laps, doing drills. <laughs> El profe. No le voy a discutir con usted. <laughs> Did you guys uh, listen to, was, I think it was yesterday's show, where they had Guatemo and Kerman Villa and Bradio Luna on the, on the show yesterday? Yeah, that was hilarious. It's pretty funny. Uh, Ron posted some of the, some of the stories. Well, Guatemo was uh, bunking with Kerman Villa for like three months, and I guess every morning Guatemo would grab him, <laughs> grab his ass <laughs> in the morning, every morning for like three months. That's pretty funny. Just like the first thing he did every morning. And then finally he just, you know, spoke up and said, Hey man, what the hell? Stop doing that. <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, today you woke up with some with some anger. What's wrong? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious how they talked about like getting the Pesera or taking the metro and Going oh, to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. where they're going to uh, what did they call training? it? Training Tepito, because no, they had because Guatemoc had to go to Tepito, and Germán uh, Villa I forget where where he went home to or where his house was. It wasn't Iztapalapa, I forget where. Calle Fresa or something, right? Yeah, yeah they had like named Palacio, like different names that um, yeah. of the neighborhoods. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these Chilangos are are hilarious the way they were talking and stuff, and the story of uh, Villa like. Uh, whenever they were leaving the metro, they, he would like grab people that were sleeping by the hair, 
and tell him to wake up, and then they would like take off in the metro, and they wouldn't be able to do anything to him. <laughs> he would like do a cheap pull, a cheap shot on him. But yeah, just like the yeah. uh, the, the guy who's picked on in his room by Quatemoc. When when he was talking about how like they took the bus and they would he would pick on sleeping like people, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of messed up, bro. <laughs> that is. <laughs> like, why like, are you admitting this, bro? Like, this kind of. <laughs> Uh, I I used to do not not nothing like that, but funny stuff like that. In your youth, you do crazy things. Yeah, it was... he's a good uh, analyst on TV. He calls a good game. I don't think I've he heard him. stuff differently. Oh, you've heard him. Trust me. Huh? Because he does a bu- he does a bunch of games. His voice uh, is very unique, which also okay. helps. Yeah, that does help. It's a good job. It's uh, he uh, he got stone robbed by by Vasco Aguirre though. That was uh, uh so that did was um. Just, that was a big mistake. Yeah, you know, for, for, for anything else, for anything else other than to have just a really good, uh, you know, experience, but just just maybe maybe to run practices, you know, to to. Uh, you know, you know, try different things. Of, you know, how the other teams can just to have a guy like that to, uh, you know, to help the other guys out. It's unfortunate. I think that that World Cup. I mean, if we're if we're going to go into whole the bitterness stuff, the, the 2010 one to me is the most bitter because I think they had the most talent and they just wasted it. It's very. I feel we, we say that every four years. Though. I mean, this last one, I don't think I don't think anybody expected Mexico to go any anywhere any, anywhere near the uh, uh, pa- past the uh, the round of sixteen. The the, the 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 Germany game obviously was was huge, but that but it was just a group game, and that that was like the worst part about that whole thing was that you know how great Mexico beat Germany. It would have been better if they did it in the round of sixteen instead of the first game, you know, you know where where it, it, it equal the, the the same amount as beating Korea. It's just uh, unfortunate. Yeah, and, and it's funny because, like, we uh, this whole debate about like players settling and going to the MLS, and like the reason why a lot of people get upset is because we want to go to that fifth game. We want to be a better country globally, and by making these moves, we're not getting better. That's the whole argument. And then I think you guys tweeted earlier about saying like, "Oh yeah, tell that to Hugo and." and Campos and Cuauhtemo and because they also played in the MLS at one point so has People anything changed now? I bring this up when, when Jorge Campos was the goalie in the 98 he was playing for Chicago Fire was he a striker though or was he a goalie he was a goalie but he was he was the goalie for Chicago Fire I know at Fire he would sub himself into the game right you know <laughs> Was rejuvenated the, the the very tail end of his career because he was playing MLS. It was all tail. Well, I don't know about Campos, but I, I think all yeah, the MLS I mean, was tail end. I, I think the hype and the following of MLS by Mexican Americans. Campos was in the World Cup in '94, right? Okay, mm-hmm. he, he's the starter '98, and he also was on the '02 World Cup team. So in the middle of his of his etapa, he was playing in MLS. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, so there's unique situations. Who who uh, Jonathan Jonathan? He's a, he's like a top guy. He's a starter for the national team in MLS, right? Legit guy. So so there's always like that one. 
you know, and that's guy. fine. And, that, and that's, see, here's here's the, the the big picture. Don't you want as many Mexicans as possible playing in as many leagues as possible? In as many leagues, you said? Yes. Yes. Well, this goes. I guess so, but this goes back to, and we've had this discussion also. And I went on like a Twitter, a Twitter conversation with some guys about like the discussion of Mexicans being in Europe and in all these leagues, but the Mexican national team still hasn't made it past uh, the round of sixteen. You cut out. <laughs> still, they still haven't made it past the round of sixteen. They still haven't improved their state in the World Cup. Um, so, so you obtaining. think it's a moot, a moot point? It doesn't matter yeah, if so we like got all these, all these 10 European, players in Europe? Or, yeah, exactly. Back when or Mexico have, had the majority, and I was looking up stats and stuff, back when Mexico had the majority of players in again, Mexico. It doesn't, matter they, it doesn't matter where they play. You're absolutely right. What matters is we need to have a whole a whole bunch more of them play. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Say say like five of them are playing with, uh, with PSV. Yeah, then it's simply just PSV. Just you know, you know how, you know, how nice would it be to see uh, as many Mexicans in Europe as there are Argentines in Liga MX? You know, where instead of just having you know one striker in the Premier League, maybe you have a couple of strikers, a couple of mid. I mean, a couple of midfielders. Yeah, our of, our pool is so small. But they're also that's, to, like if Mexico wants. That's what has to get better for Mexico. They have to have as many players playing and, and, and as many of, of, of the best leagues as possible. But but you can also look I mean, at... It doesn't, you're right. It, it doesn't help to have two guys playing in Europe. It helps to have 50 guys playing in Europe. Okay, so say you do have that. Because out of those amount. 50 guys, with the numbers game, you're going to have a, you know four or five of them are going to be playing in, in gigantic games week in and week out. Against... So, you know, the best part about playing against playing these gigantic games is that you're playing teams that also have gigantic rosters. I remember one time I was, I think it was the, the 06 uh, World Cup. And it was Argentina. I want to say it was either Ivory Coast or Holland. It was Ivory Coast. And every single one of those players, I mean, even the, some of the Nigerians, like, man, this is going to be one hell of a game. And, you know, sure enough, it was. But that's where Mexico needs them. I mean, if you want them to get past around a 16, they have to, yes, they all have to play. And they all have to play well. And they have to play, you know, and, and, and as many good leagues as possible. It would be great to have – it is a numbers game, and Mexico just doesn't have the numbers. But I think – I look at it this way, though. Brazil and Argentina are in, I think, the the situation that you're talking about. Their last World Cup, I think, is 2002 for Brazil and then 98 or something for, right. for Argentina, which is a while ago. So even, right. even with all the talent that they have – that still hasn't given them recent results. Now you take the you take the look, and we've we've talked about like the German, uh, the German team, even the French team, or the the Spanish team, where they had a base in in Barcelona, or they had a base in in Bayern Munich, and, and that Spanish team had a base in Real Madrid for almost every one of their teams, and it was just because they had some incredibly special dudes that they ended up winning. There. Yeah, that's a good point. But I think the cohesion, the chemistry, is something more important where. I imagine if if all the Mexicans that are in Europe played in like the top teams in Mexico, you know I don't, I don't see a, you know a huge downtick in, in well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the ideal uh, is to have you know Chivas get really good, make them the base, and then you can sprinkle in some you know some gigantically talented players, you know you know like like you know the guy who plays at uh, Valencia, you know let me put it this way. I think Mexico from from one to eleven, 
I think can compete very well with any with anybody on the planet. I don't think there's any doubt in that. They've proven it over and over again. Unfortunately, when you get from when you go from twelve to twenty two, that's where Mexico has a problem. Imagine how great it would have been when Mexico plays Holland in, in the World Cup, and they had the you know they lost their starting defensive midfielder because of a card accumulation, and instead of bringing in somebody like uh, oh fucking Severo Mesa, <laughs> or, or it was it ended up being uh, Carlos Salcido, but imagine bringing in. Uh, you know, somebody, you know, some immensely talented guy who was the DM for Atletico Madrid, right? And he was your backup. Not yeah, a Nazi. I, I mean, I love Carlos. So that to me is it, it would help. Is the difference? Now, now you're right, Chiki says it helped Argentina. Has it helped Brazil? But but do you ever doubt in your mind that the, either of those have the have the capability to make a final ever? Oh yeah, it's always there. Even Argentina's made it. Um, recently so i mean i mean it's so win a, it's so hard to win a world cup but we're not talking about winning a world cup we're, we're talking about like just making it just fat when argentina brazil beat anybody are you are you are you ever surprised no oh. <laughs> nope seriously are you ever surprised when argentina brazil beat anybody not really would you would you, would you love for mexico to be at that level yeah, that would be that would be ideal. Exactly. So, I mean, yes, it sucks that they haven't, you know, that they haven't made finals or you know semis or whatever it is. It's true, but you know that they that they have, they could probably field two teams. Oh, let's be honest, two teams that 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 you would not be shocked if either of them made a final. So that would that that would be that that would be a that would be lovely. I do have a question that I wanted to ask you all, and this is something about the MLS thing. And, and, and do you think, at what point does Liga MX start to worry that uh, worry as, as about, about about their own marketability uh, outside of Mexico? Or, I mean, or is that their thing? I mean, do, do they, they just not care? Because, uh, as you pointed out, Jaime, they're, they're going to have an MLS, uh, an MLS Liga MX All-Star game, and there could end up being more Mexicans on the MLS team than on the Liga MX team. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. I, I think they should have been worrying a long time ago. <clears throat> but uh, Joel, Joel brings something up that you made me think of just now. He says, uh, "Why John got to give these scenarios that we may never see?" So, like, we hear, we hear about MLS fans saying that MLS is going to be the top league in like ten years or twenty years. We've heard that like years ago. If this keeps on going, and you know, like, and their wishes get granted. All these guys like uh, the Ronaldos and the Messis, instead of going to Europe, go to MLS initially, and MLS does become like a, a league, a top league. If, if all these Mexican players like Pulido and all these guys that are going in right now get a start, you know they they're they're going to be part of like the the top league. And if Liga MX is doing their little integration with them, you know the Americas might end up taking. Could there be a scenario where the Americas take take over the top? continent of football over Europe and then Mexico is already you know part of that so that's honestly I think that that is a very I don't think it will ever happen I think it's plausible I don't think it will it, happen with money though with money and finances that the US has yeah but the, the thing about they're going to bring over the Portuguese the Spaniards is, 
No, no, no. But you cannot buy passion, and there is no passion here for the game. Like I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday uh, for lunch, and it was the biggest mistake ever because it was packed to the gills with a bunch of you know football fans, and every single play they were cheering and going crazy. When have you ever seen that for an MLS game? Not once, man. Maybe in a you know obscure like bar. I'm sure in the East Coast, soccer is bigger than here, but you'll never see that kind of passion out here. And yeah, you can convince a lot of players to come play here, and you know the money's here, and and but it will never be as big as as it is in Europe. But does it have to be? And I'm not concerned about as far as uh, MLS poaching Liga MX players. That's fine with me because it just gives more opportunity, at least in my my perfect world, it gives more opportunities for the young players to to make a name for themselves. You know, I think that's the important thing. Like, I don't care if you you poach the – the the um extranjeros de Liga Mekis because I mean that's just one spot that you can give to someone in the academy and give them a shot. Well, what, I think the uh, biggest takeaway uh, is just to 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 bring in talent from your own country, man. Like Chivas are the only team doing it. Well, Vardo on the chat earlier brought up a point. He said like friends that he knew that didn't really follow soccer would always ask him when is when is Slatan coming to play in uh, New York <clears throat> FC and stuff so that they want to go see Slatan because they heard about Slatan. So I think if, if the U.S. is all of a sudden getting the superstars like Ronaldo, like the Ronaldos and the Messis, if all these guys or even like the, you know, the top Brazilian players go to MLS, then all these guys are going to be creeping out and, and, and might just convert the United States into a soccer-loving country. You might see that pan, that, that passion come out here maybe and there might be like a little conversion going i mean you see you're still gonna have the football fans and stuff like that but there might be a lot more interest when you have the big names like there are in europe out there but yeah like as a base like as a like the the founding of soccer the passion the historic passion of soccer is all in europe and it's not in the u.s and that's like a, that's a good point you bring up yeah i mean it's just it's such an old sport, man. Like a lot of these clubs are over a hundred years old in Europe and it, and we all know that it's not about club. It's, it goes so much deeper than that. It's about religion. If you look at the Scottish league, you know, Celtic versus Rangers, that's a, that goes back even farther. You look at Everton and Liverpool and like just the social status, you know, um, in some cases longer head start yeah so i mean like you don't really see because you know united states is a first world country you don't see type of like you really think that uh, new york was a red bull and new york city like do you think there's an actual rivalry there no that's arcaded there's no you know what i mean it's just it, it doesn't exist right the LA well, does exist. The LA versus L, you know, the El Tráfico, they call it. Like, well, like, is, would you even call that a rivalry? No, because it, it like, it's never get to, it's never gonna get to the point where 
they throw rocks at someone's bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it just will never get to that point here. I don't think. Uh, I mean, never know. I mean, it's certainly going to be a rivalry. I mean, I mean, does it does it have to be validated by the the amount of violence that the fans show toward each other? Then I'm not so sure. But you know, football is big in this country, and it's uh, you know they do what they do. You know, it, it's it it, it 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 makes me wonder just how different it would be if. Uh, if the if the one, you know, because they had you know two games of football that followed different rules, you know, if they ended up adopting this one, I. So well, it's, it's funny it's that you mentioned that. In the, back in the in the, in the in the early part of the 20th century, soccer was huge in this country because I mean, I mean it was an immigrant sport. It was, yeah. It was mad. It was it, World War Two. Kind of iced that, and it just it didn't. Uh, so um, it, it, it never reappeared until the 70s. I so it, like uh, when I was at the at that lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings and I saw the passion and how crazy people were like I just looked at at the at my coworkers and like I wish I, I could see someone as passionate about this for soccer like just even like half of that even half like if I could just see some type of like like just passion like and I told him like the way everyone here is passionate about like the 49ers trying to win a Super Bowl that is how it is every single game day in like England or you know in in uh, in Argentina. Like it's just it's a big freaking deal, and um, I don't know if we'll, if we'll get to that point. I will say though, kind of just to tie this into like American football, like the whole uh, documentary about Aaron Hernandez came out, and they were kind of hitting towards like how you know football is about in sport and like the brain damage that it does. And I'm like, man, this would be a perfect perfect time for the MS to be like hey this is a safer sport you know and you don't have to worry about having concussions and you know i think the mls should make a campaign and try and convince you know young kids to that it's cool to play soccer instead of playing football <laughs> well i don't I don't think the young kids is where you lose them i think the parents put the young kids and they're pretty stable there but whenever you get into high school then it's like who's the coolest like who when you're in high school, where who's the pep rally for? Who are the cheerleaders cheering for at the pep rally? Not the soccer team. <laughs> it's the football team. So that's where people are like, oh, I'm dumping soccer, man. I'm going to go be a wide receiver. <laughs> mm. So I think at the at the teenage I mean, years, yeah, but, but football is actually. Um, I mean, the, there there is a pretty serious decline in the amount of kids that are actually playing high school football. It's it's actually gone down chickies yeah, why it's because of, they're all trying out for the Fortnite varsity team <laughs> that's another issue uh, it's because it's all esports now baby let's go it's uh one v one it has more to do with, with you know head injuries uh, more than anything else so because uh, you, uh, you hear that argument all the time oh best best athletes played soccer instead of you know, that is just we such a, we, such we would be the best country in the world if LeBron James was a you know like bro just like are you serious? Can you right imagine now? what Lionel Messi could do to uh, could could do to LeBron if LeBron was like a central defender? I mean, just how easily he could uh, you know turn him into a. 
Well, the point, would, like it's a, it's a deeper like point. A of, that statement might may be like an ignorant statement from people, but if you look into it, like in a deeper perspective, imagine if the United States had this history of soccer, like Argentina did. And a hundred of year, hundred years ago, soccer teams were, were, were growing well, and had the history. And like I said, I mean, it was, it was more popular even than the NFL. No, but like say 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 the evolution of the United States and the soccer community mm-hmm. in the United States, the soccer teams was the same as Argentina, but in the United States. And a LeBron James was born in a country where soccer was so passionate, just the way it is in Argentina. Would he not be with his phys- well? He's sort of you know a little bit tall, but would he so, not be a great soccer player if he grew up in in Argentina? Like yeah, just move yeah. move move all these athletes to Argentina. How would they be? Would they be? <laughs> You know, there's no I mean, basketball, at, uh, there's no football. It's just soccer. Look at um, Kobe Bryant, right? He he loves the sport, you know, because he, if I'm not mistaken, he grew up in like Barcelona, right? Or in like Italy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he so he had a different upbringing than, than most Americans. And that's why he still, he has a connection to the game, you know? So if, if we were, yeah, I guess it, the thing is, though, I think the biggest mistake, right, for, for, for the States is like, they didn't have a professional league, right? Is because I mean the MLS is what ninety four, nineteen ninety four. It's a very years old. this is their twenty fifth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, so it's such a young league. I think that's why you know, like there is no no passion for it. Who knows? That might change another twenty five years. I think things will be dramatically different. It's going to be interesting to see just uh, how much more the the uh, the relationship between Liga MX and MLS uh, evolves because it's uh, it's going to evolve even more. Yeah, for those hoping for for, uh, for a Super Liga or like you know the te- the the two te- countries joining one, it's just not going to happen. It's too big. It's, the country's too big. Well, I think what could happen, and I think it is going to be, uh, I think that there's going to be games added to their regular season schedule. Uh, kind of like an interleague play that that are that are going to count toward their respective league like totals. I do think that that's going to happen. It's probably going to happen pretty 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 soon. They're going to do another Superliga. No, what I'm saying oh. is is that, is that there's going to be instead of just jornada de siete, there's going to be jornada after jornada veinte, and three of the teams are playing are going to be from MLS. I don't see that happening. Oh, I do. I think they'll try and do another reattempt of Superliga, just make oh. it its own separate separate thing. Chiquis, you got to be kidding me! What's up? <laughs> hey. What happened? Yeah, they tied earlier. Oh, well, I was wondering why you got so quiet. <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like uh, it's like the end of the season, man. They had it all. You know that if they would have won this, if they would have kept that scoreline, right now they would be super leaders. <laughs> they would have six points, and everybody everybody else would be in their dust, man. Four four. Wow. What a what a way to what a what a way to set the tone for the rest of the teams for the rest of the for the or the well, week, they, had, they had a chance to win five four, and this dude's. Just and he had to have the replay. He's he is just wide. I mean, there's no one in front of him, and this guy ends up like shooting, trying to through through three guys, and they're just like looking at us, like, what is the matter with you? So, looking forward uh, to the weekend. 
Um, we just had the first game of Jornada 2. Tomorrow will be San Luis versus Cruz Azul at 5 o'clock. Atlas versus Puebla uh, at 7. So Atlas have a real possibility of having back-to-back wins. Um, this is a great opportunity for Cruz Azul to bounce back from their loss. And then on Saturday, we have Rayados versus Monarcas. Um, Pachuca against Chivas. America versus Tigres, which is going to be the game of the week. And then Sunday, we have... They're going to have to live up to this one that just happened. This uh, juggernaut. Uh, Toluca Necaxa, Querétaro, Querétaro, Tijuana, and Santos versus León. Um, America, this is going to be their first game back after runner-up. Same as uh, Rayados. Yeah. That's a nice Saturday night well, there. We can agree that America have the tougher uh, tougher schedule. No, maybe this week. Yeah. You know, but it you is at home, though. You had an extra week to, you know, collect your thoughts and, and think about what went wrong. And the fans are still expecting you to return to the final. So it's, I mean, this is, I can see America implode this season just because of the amount of pressure they, they have. Well, they had pressure last last season too, so. Yeah, man, it's just like. My, my question is, this week, uh, Juan is going to have a little. He's going to be sweating with a little controversy going on, like a conflict That's of right of of conflict. Of is going to, he's, he's, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be majorly conflicted. If you don't know how uh, Profe Camarayas uh, was when he was coaching a team, uh, had a was there was a tryout arranged of one of his players down in Pachuca. So Profe went down there and he. Uh, gave us a report about the facilities and the, and the installations of the field and everything else and how the tryout was 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 uh, conducted. And he was just going on and on about how great Pachuca is and just, you know, I mean, you, you, he couldn't stop gushing about him. So so we asked him, I, I thought, you know, very politely, we said, so was, was, there, was there a cooler, was there a cooler on the, on the, on the, on the field while you were watching this? So we said, yes, it was a cooler. And I said, did you drink the cooler? And he goes, yes, I did. <laughs> and for about two or three years, he was uh, he was uh, he was every time Pachuca would play Chivas, he his his heart was uh, was being pulled in in, in in a couple of different directions. <laughs> so it's going to be you're right. I forgot about that Chiquis, but I think Gambia is going to have a you know the the those mujeres un camino uh, looked like that Eric Estrada had all those years ago. Which way is he going to go? So Pachuca lost. Who gets Profes Rose? Pachuca lost to Pumas, so I expect Chivas to get a win on the road. Really? Yeah. This will, this will Pachuca a has a great stadium because the fans are all just right on top of the team. It looks, looks like a really cool little spot. I would, I, I would like I, to I just um, yeah I, I don't I don't think Chivas uh, should worry tomorrow or Saturday I think they can get one on the road 
So six points for Chivas, super, super. So they're going to be super leaders from the jornada dos all the way to the to the diecisiete. Uh, let's not get carried away, but I, I think that they can win this game. Um, are they going to win it eight nothing or ten nothing? <laughs> I think uh, these next couple jornadas are going to be pretty accessible teams. We won't actually see our first real team until. Uh, the fifth fifth game of the season against Tigres, but these next couple scrimmages are going to be pretty. As long as the team keeps on being as aggressive as they were in, in their home, they'll they'll be fine. Well, like we said, they have a they have a good coach and they have a good uh, good GM and they should have good players. It should it should be a pretty good combination to make sure that they all get it all worked out. Yeah, after the Juarez game, I was waiting for a little bit of a challenge for Chivas in this huge lineup to see um, see how they, what they're made of, and this might be a good uh, Chivas Galacticos. Yeah, I'm just so waiting we for call the first Space failure. Chivas. What was that? Space Chivas. Come the, the Space Chivas. Space Chivas. The, the, the Chivas Galacticos. The space goat, coast to coast. So, so let me ask you uh, one last question before we wrap it up here. Do you think, Jaime, that at any point in the season, will uh, the 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 Chiarmanos really just? <laughs> Is it going to happen? Um, as long as we stay healthy. That is my biggest concern. You know, we did lose. I was I was looking forward to seeing Pocho Guzman. I, I, I like the way he plays, and it's just unfortunate what happened. Um, but, I mean, we still have a stacked team. I mean, I would hate to beat Dena right now because he must be losing sleep over who he starts, man. There's just so much depth, something I haven't seen in a long time. And also don't sleep on some of the Canteranos because, I mean, we have... Uh, Beltran, who's a stud in the midfield, and he was one of the players of the week. So it's just healthy competition. Uh, as long as everybody stays healthy, uh, we'll say though that you reminded me, um, it is a pretty strenuous schedule for the next team days. They're gonna have five games, so that's a lot of football. Well, you just told us that they, that they have the best depth, the best players, the best everything. So it should be no I'm problem. just saying it's it's like they have two two games against Dorados uh, in between these uh, Liga Mekis games. So they're going to be tested. I, th- I think they'll pull through. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. I think they'll be all right. Chickies, thanks very much for hopping on. We'll have to do this again next week. Yeah, no problem. Good time. And... Uh, even though Pumas did not win, at least they didn't. Uh, at least they didn't lose, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is always good. Hi, man. Thank you very much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, we want to thank everyone that was on the chat on YouTube. Uh, we'd like we mentioned, we do want to uh, hope to uh, get these uh, uh, going again uh, moving forward to this year. So we do appreciate y'all's patronage as always, and. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. My name is John Jagu. This is the Cantina Mekis podcast. 
we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>